On this episode, we're talking about channeling our current skills into a new field and a new side hustle. My name is Lou Blazer. You're listening to Second Breaks. This is episode 112. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Second Breaks, a weekly show where we explore all the ways that we can navigate the future of work, make smart career moves, and thrive in a changing world. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. I'm so thrilled that you found me and the show. And just so you know, we've been exploring the topic of side hustle for the last three weeks or so now. And this here is a continuation of the series. Now, my guest today is Justine Stones. She successfully navigated to a new field of work that started as a small side hustle. Now, at that time, Justine was a licensed massage therapist who had established herself and built a successful practice in several locations. But one afternoon experience with a friend opened her eyes on the possibility of having a location-independent work. This idea became even more important for Justine because two weeks later, she found out that she was pregnant. So being able to do work that didn't require her to be physically present at specific locations at certain times of the day sounded exactly just perfect. So Justine started exploring. On this episode, you're going to hear how the first side hustle started by raising her hand when someone asked for help on Facebook. Yes, on Facebook. We can find work on Facebook. How this initial work grew into something bigger and more expansive, which later became the basis of of her new career. And I thought this is crucial here because sometimes we dismiss an idea because it's too small or not quote-unquote at the level of where we currently are in our careers. But it's good to remember that these small beginnings can serve as seeds that can grow into something bigger and way more than what we might have imagined to begin with. So don't discount those small beginnings. Along those lines, one thing that I took away from Justine's story is this idea that we can be serious and headstrong about our goals, while at the same time being open-minded and flexible about the way that we will achieve such goal. This idea of separating the where we want to go from the how we're going to get there. I really appreciate that way of thinking, and I think it's so complementary to something that I've always been advising my students and my clients, test your ideas, test your ideas so you can adjust your plans. Now, before I transition to my chat with Justine, I also wanted to let you know that in addition to this podcast, we also publish Signals. Signals is a weekly newsletter of curated career strategies, industry trends, and the most current ways for navigating the future of work. So for the full Second Breaks experience and to get a well-rounded set of tools to help you figure out and take action on your career move, make sure that you subscribe for free, by the way, to signals at secondbreaks.com forward slash signals. Okie dokie, let me get out of the way. Here's Justine Zones describing the beginnings of her side hustle. So I kind of fell into massage therapy almost as a bit of like 
an accident and unexpected delight to begin with. Um, I never really had this fixed idea of what my career was going to be, like being a job for, you know, 40 years, retiring with a pension and all of that. Um, so I always kind of thought as massage therapy as a bit of a uh, stepping stone anyway. Um, so once I had had an like established and successful practice um, in a few physical locations, I decided I wanted to start exploring um I kind of wanted to go to that like next level business professional as a health professional. And I spent several months learning the ropes for, again, my own business, like making the mistakes, setting up my website, that whole learning curve. Um, and along the way, one of my friends had started doing freelance writing and her start was in social media management. So we were hanging out one day and she was on her phone scheduling something. She's like, oh, I just have to do this really quick like made this work thing happen. And then we got back to hanging out. And that was this moment of like, you mean I can like have work and life happen at the same time instead of like compartmentalizing it. So I knew there were things that I really enjoyed about massage therapy. Like I'm very freedom driven. Um, I like to have flexibility in my schedule. So I had that with massage therapy, but all of a sudden there was this world opened to me that like, you mean I could have freedom with my location and time as well? Like, you know, not having another person physically on the other side of the interaction. So that's what really drew me to looking at online business as the next step. And then I came across a posting in a Facebook group where somebody was like, I'm looking for a virtual assistant. We need someone who can do these things like post to Facebook, post to Twitter, blah, blah, blah. I was like, well, I'm already doing that in my business. So like, sure, I'll give this a shot. Um, and that was how I kind of took that first step into the side hustle. Gotcha. Was there something else that pushed you at that time to consider doing something else? Because I thought I had read someplace that you had gotten pregnant or you had started, you, you, you had your first baby that pushed you to thinking doing of doing something different. So that happened right after I started with the virtual assistant gig. Um, like within, within probably two weeks, I found out that I was pregnant. So then all of a sudden that also served to solidify this idea that like, I want something I can do from home. I want something that I can do kind of around my kids because yeah, it just offered a little more of that flexibility and freedom that I was after. Like I didn't want to have to put my young baby in daycare while I pursued like the massage therapy thing anymore. So, so yeah, kind of that break from that tie to a physical location and then that integration into life was like, so they kind of happened almost concurrently. I guess you you saw this happening with your friend or you got this idea or inspiration from your friend and then you threw in your hats when you saw someone ask something in a Facebook group and you said, yeah, why not? What? You know, I can do that. And then how, how did it go from, whoa, okay, I can do this to this is the one that I'm actually going to um, develop or pursue or grow into something else. <laughs> it was such a series of small choices along the way. So the only things I knew for sure were that I wanted um, like location independence with the work and not, not in terms of the like laptop, laptop lifestyle. Cause like, I don't want sand in my computer. Like I just, the glare is hard to work with. Um, it's more that I wanted to be able to work from somewhere. Should I decide to, <laughs> 
Like I like having the option. So I knew I wanted that. And I knew I wanted something that I could do working around my kids. And beyond that, I didn't really know. So the um, virtual assistant work had gradually turned into project management within that same company. Like um, a lot of the steps that I took were a result of people saying, you do this really well, because <laughs> I didn't really know. So the people I was working with, they were like, oh, yeah, like you're good at being a virtual assistant, but you would do really well managing people in teams. And so then I kind of leaned into that, which, um, you know, just like opened a few more doors. But along the way, I was still doing massage therapy part time as almost like my safety net. Normally, I would hear somebody has somebody has like a job job, like a typical office job or they're employed in an office, that kind of thing. And then they start a side hustle on the side where it's more of a business. So one one of them is stable as it relates to salary. And then the other one is the the one that has a little bit of a risk because you have to build a business and you have to look for the clients. What I found interesting in your case is that in both cases, those were businesses. And so in both cases, you were looking for clients and uh, like you were building your virtual assistant, your, you, you know, the initial, your initial push towards the online business world. So you were looking for clients there. You were establishing yourself in that world. But at the same time, your other work is also about finding clients. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was definitely a lot. It's one of those things that in hindsight, I look back and I'm like, oh yeah, that was a lot of moving pieces, I guess. <laughs> but I think that I, I looked at where skills overlapped for one. Um, and I found that really helpful. So as the online business evolved, it went from being less like task oriented, like being virtual assistant and more into that kind of coaching and consulting role. Um, but one of the things that, again, I heard people say about my work is it you help me manage my stress so well, because, you know, project management is also people management, really. <laughs> and so the skills that I use for, um, you know, educating my massage therapy clients about managing their stress, I also use with my online clients um, when it came to managing theirs. And then in addition, when I was first starting with building up my client load, like after we had moved, for example, um, I would have a couple gaps in my schedule and I would just use those gaps to then do my online client work because I already had childcare. Like it was almost like a pre-planned way to make use of free time as it emerged. You talked about the overlapping or common skills or because that is another area of a challenge when people are thinking of moving away from their established profession or their established thing that they do is they think well I've been doing this for x number of years this is what I do and then that thing oh my god I don't have any experience there I don't have any skills related to that you know new space there and so could you share with us how you found that experience of because on surface they look very they sound very different, like two different professions, right? And so how did you how did you go about that? And did you intuitively know or did you have people helping you realize what are the commonalities? Basically, how do you how did you identify your common skills? It's definitely a little of column A, a little of column B. There was an element of kind of like digging into it myself and getting help doing it. 
So one of the things that I found really helpful, um, I love personality tests. Like I find that they do a really good job of giving language to like describe yourself a little more objectively. Um, and Strengths Finder was one of my like absolute favorites in the early days. Um, so being able to, so anyone who doesn't know what Strengths Finder is, it's this test where like you go through, answer all these questions that describe how you operate, and then it will tell you what your top five strengths are and how they apply to like how you work and show up. So for example, one of the strengths is input, which means that you love collecting information and ideas and knowledge, um, but so that you can like kind of categorize it and then share it. So how this shows up in both of my lines of work is that I'm inclined to learn as much as I can about something, but then I also love to teach people about it. Or like, I love to have just the exact right bit of knowledge when somebody needs it, um, which is very useful <laughs> in both healthcare and the world of online business. So being able to kind of develop a collective language and then look for proof in each of my you know, career stories um, that support that. So that was one thing. And then another was early on, I took an online course called um, My Own Irresistible Brand uh, by a couple, Elise and Scott Grice. Their business is Hey Sweet Pea. I love them. Shout out. In one of their uh, branding exercises, it's called The Why Behind the Why. And it's this uh, exercise designed to really take you through the layers that make up why you do what you do. Um, and so when I looked at what got me started with massage therapy and why I enjoyed doing the online work, kind of the unifying factor there was that I love helping people feel good, like at the base of it. So for me, the most satisfying thing about being a massage therapist was seeing someone come in at the beginning of the session and they're carrying so much tension and you can see the furrowed brow and their breathing is short and just like all these signs of stress. And by the end of the treatment, they walk out like they're floating. Like that was a really magic feeling for me. Um, and in the same way, when people are working with me in the online business and they show up to our interaction with that same, like they're carrying stress, they're worried about things, they're not thinking clearly. And by the end of it, they're able to get some space from the chaos in their brain, have a plan and then like put it away and be like, and now I'm going to enjoy the time with my kids like this. I do the work so I can feel good. Um, along those lines, then, Justine, I was wondering, were you at the time, were you asking, were you seeking for external validation? Were you asking people, hey, guys, this is what I think I'm going to do. What do you think about were you doing that a lot during those years? So much of it. And, and and I did it in different ways with different people. And I think that that's like a necessary part of it because there would be times that I would say like, and I still do this now, like I'm still working to try and give language to exactly what I do. Um, it's like the bane of my existence. <laughs> and so I had to talk it through with people and try it on and kind of be like, does this sound like me? Like, does this sound like what I do? Does this sound like how I show up? Like, because the... Um, blessing and the curse of what I do is by helping people see blind spots, I can't see my own. So it's like, you kind of need to have those mirrors that are other people in your life um, to let you know if you're on the right track or not. Great. That's good. Did you ever worry about, or were you ever worried about what would people think, or I'm going to be losing this kind of identity and who am I now? And were you ever worried about that? 
I never really worried about that when it came to my work. Um, again, because I just have never really had an attachment to identifying as a career or a role or whatever. For me, the work has always been the means to an end. It's like, how do I want like the, the fun living part of my life to look? And how does the work that I do allow me to have fun? So how do I get like the money that I need to pay for some things that I want to do or to, to contribute in the areas of life that I want to? Like, if I love going to the beach in the middle of the day, what kind of job do I need to do that gives me the middle of the day off? Usually it's the other way around. It's like, this is the job that I do. When can I go to the beach? Yeah, it's like the idea of like of paying like into a savings account before you have your spending money. It's like, I want to make sure that I'm making the like self-care, living, fun, enjoyable part of life my priority. And then with the time that's left, I'll figure out how to fund it. <laughs> I believe you also shared with me that you suffered depression after I think your first baby or your second baby. And so how did you manage that at the same time, continue building your business, if you wouldn't mind sharing? Yeah, yeah. So this is actually a really interesting um, kind of like evolution of a story, I guess. Uh, So with my first, like I had a little bit of postpartum depression. Mental health is something that's always been a part of my story. Like from my teenage years, um, I practiced the concept of like mental health days because I struggled with depression then. And it's just been something that I've managed um, through all of my like filling my bank activities, you know, like sleeping, eating well and whatever until I had kids. And then all of a sudden that kind of put a bit of a damper in the way that I was managing my time. So... (laughs) Um, so I definitely had like my first bout with my firstborn, um, but it wasn't too, too bad. Like I, again, I kind of dealt with it after my second was born. We had decided that I was going to take six months totally off of working and focus on adjusting to two kids, you know, thinking that it would like kind of reduce the bandwidth. So we, you know, planned for that in advance, adjust my husband's work schedule accordingly, Um, and I kind of went into this, like, I'm just going to do soul mom mode for six months. And what ended up happening is I really missed work. Like, despite not being attached to a title, I'm really attached to being productive. I'm like a working breed dog. If you don't take me for walks, I'm going to eat your boots. (laughs) So (laughs) that trait combined with having the two kids, um, that's what really threw me. And so it became, um, because that's really when I had that loss of sense of self. Like I don't experience that with career, but having to fully identify as mom for a while left me really scrambling for like, where is my capital S self in all of this? Um, and I think that having the work that I loved doing to start to lean into, um, really, it was that lifeline that like got me grounded back in my sense of self and reality and coming back to life. So, yeah. I would imagine that when you work with small business owners and particularly the moms, right, who are also trying, who are moms and are also trying to build a business, uh, you probably hear a little bit of that as well, right? Like the, the part of them that's a parent or the mom and the part of them that, is a business owner and an entrepreneur. Yeah, well, and especially because the types of women that 
gravitate towards, you know, the online entrepreneur or I guess just the entrepreneurial world, um, we are all kind of that working breed dog where it's like we like to have our, our brains occupied. We like having problems to solve, um, like to feeling like we're in contribution. And so that definitely comes into play. And it's interesting too, because um, coming back to where skills overlap, one of the things that I learned with like healthcare and massage therapy is how to create a treatment plan. Um, and I used to wrestle with this a lot in school. I'd say to my supervisors, like, but, but things change. Like you can plan to do something therapy for over four weeks, but then like they could get hurt and you have to adjust. And they're like, yeah, you have to adjust. <laughs> so, so I find that I'm really able to take that like diagnostic and like agile treatment planning model and apply that to helping with businesses and helping with managing that whole life piece. Um, so yeah, definitely with new moms, being able to draw on that experience of like the postpartum depression and finding the balance between like work and home life, um, kind of going through that whole trial by fire in my own experience really allows me to like speak to it and like show that like roll with the punching roll with the punches planning is something you can do. <laughs> Now, um, one thing that, you know, in preparation for our chat today, uh, we had exchanged emails and had asked you something around, you know, the insights that you gained through this experience of, you know, moving from one career to another and pivoting and uh, doing both at the same time. And you shared a couple of things that I thought were very, very interesting. You said that being open to change, but not attached to the shape that it took. Yeah. So there's an expression that I heard a while ago that was like, be rigid about your goals, but flexible about your methods. So it's like, I look at a plan that like a plan that I'm making and where I want to go, kind of like looking at a map where it's like, there's going to be multiple routes to get there. And like, you might get to one juncture and realize that there's, you know, construction and you have to take a detour. And so it's like, yeah, sometimes it's annoying, but like you're still trying to get to the destination at the end. Um, but just being like, oh, no, I couldn't take highway number one. And now I'm no, like so upset. Like that's just I, I just don't get hung up on those little um, adjustments along the way. Right. Do you think that part of it is because part of it is because we pick the route that is known to us, right? So that is where I want to go. And this is the route that I'm going to take because I know that route. I know exactly what to do. This attachment to the, the path that we're taking is sometimes an attachment to what's known to us. Whereas it, you didn't, it doesn't sound like that was a concern of yours. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was definitely that kind of perspective shift. And then there's also this element of like, um, sometimes I'll get myself caught in a place of like pursuing a path because less about like external validation and more about meeting people's expectations or something. So it's like, um, almost this like commitment to a fault of like, I don't want to appear like a flake. So I'm going to do this thing that people are expecting of me and just like see it through even if it's not working anymore. So like if I had done that, I would have pursued four years in university and like become a teacher instead of switching to massage therapy. And like, where would I have been then? 
Um, or even like when I first moved to the West Coast from Ontario, so I moved from Ontario to BC years ago, um, I started up a massage practice while I was here and I got a job selling stretchy pants at Lululemon because that wasn't what I had planned, but the job kind of presented itself. And I was like, well, if my goal is to build a massage therapy practice that's rooted in the active community that is, you know, Vancouver, then Lululemon is a really great way to meet people who are already active in that community. Right. So it was like, I didn't move there thinking like, oh, I'm for sure going to get this job. But it was also like, well, this actually serves this greater goal. And so what a fun, bright, like Luan detour I got to take. That is fantastic. And I would imagine that that kind of way of thinking is also going to be very uh, beneficial to your clients, right? It's true. And even um, one of the things with like the diagnostic approach to, you know, testing in healthcare versus what I do with business is um, when you learn orthopedic tests, which are like really specific tests that isolate certain muscles and movements and whatever. Um, it's not that you want every test to be a positive. Some are, there's tests that rule in where it tells you what something is. And there's tests that rule out where it tells you what something isn't. And so I think that's been really helpful for me approaching the um, you know, choices that I make in my career or even as I build my business is it's like you can try something on and then you can change your mind and it can be a rule out. Like it doesn't say anything about your character or about like the fact that you're a flake or you don't see things through or like, you know, changing your mind is fine. You know, that's that's how you don't end up like Michael Scott driving right into the lake in that episode of The Office. <laughs> Can you share one or two books that has made an impact on you, uh, your career or your transition? One of the early books that really changed my career is called Mind Over Medicine by Dr. Lissa Rankin. And so it's a book that like talks a lot about health, but about how the body handles stress um, and how to kind of look at like the big picture symptoms versus like getting really honed in on like small symptomatic issues, you know what I mean? And so um, anyway, she talks a lot about how the brain plays an important role in regulating your health and how that affects like, it's just, it's a brilliant, brilliant book. Um, so that's the one. And then the other one is actually anything by Brene Brown. I'm sure you get Brene Brown recommendations all the time, but the number of times that I reference the way that she um applies her teachings in her life like the story I'm telling myself is is an expression that's like made its way into my life in a big way um and then another one is uh let's paint done which is like okay so here's the plan what does it actually look like when we make it happen I think that the let's paint done might be from dare to lead but uh braving the wilderness was like a lifeline for me during my like postpartum depression like phase listening to that audiobook was just like so last thing Justine before I let you go where can we find you online where can we follow you I spend probably most of my social media time on Instagram and it is at Justine Sones um, which is S-O-N-E-S -E it is spelled like Jones but with an F <laughs> um, and then the same handle on Twitter and my website is JustineSones.com well, Justine, this has been great. Thank you so much for sharing your, your personal insights, your experiences through your career. I appreciate it so much. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me. This was the best. <laughs>
I hope that you found this episode useful. For the show notes and all the links, head on over to secondbreaks.com forward slash podcasts. And while you're there, remember to sign up for Signals to get curated strategies, industry trends, and the latest insights for your career move. Now, next week, my guest is Kim, who shares how her side hustle allowed her and her husband to pay off their mortgage in three short years and gain enough financial independence so so that she was able to leave her full-time day job. This is a not-to-miss episode, I'm telling you. You're going to love that episode and you're going to be able to pick up a lot of practical tips that you can apply to your own situation. And so if you haven't yet, now is the perfect time to subscribe to the podcast via whatever app it is that you're using right now to listen to this episode. Or if you happen to be listening to this on the website, you are going to find options for podcast apps right there below the audio player. This is the best way so as not to miss Kim's episode next week and all the future episodes uh, on the Side Hustle series. Now, if you like listening to this podcast and find it useful, I would appreciate it so much if you would share and tell your friends about it. Okie dokie, I will be back next week with Kim and her side hustle story. Until then, keep on making your debt, my friend. Cool beans.